0: Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Brought to you by SeatGeek. That's our presenting sponsor. It's the easiest way to shop for tickets. Thanks to the revolutionary grading system. Football fans, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NFL tickets, use promo code BSNFL. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. Also brought to you by Sonos. I've been a Sonos guy. For a few years now, their play-based adds dynamic pulse-pounding sound to whatever's playing on your TV. Streams music practically disappears beneath your TV. For the first time ever, they're offering listeners of this podcast 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer available for a limited time only. It cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. Use promo code SIMMONS10, SIMMONS10, at Sonos.com to receive this exclusive offer. We're brought to you by the rewatchables where I taped uh, a podcast with Chris Ryan that we put up yesterday. Sounds of the Lambs. It happened. It's out. You can hear all my thoughts on Miggs and James gum. Go right there. Rewatchables. We're taping another one tomorrow. We are taping speed. Actually we're taping it today. I'm sorry. Speed. Me, Shay Serrano, Jason Concepcion, Donnie Kwok. That's going next week. So if you want to watch speed in anticipation of the Rewatchables podcast, knock yourself out. Don't forget, Friday's on the ringer.com, my football column. I had a really good week last week. I went 3-0 on my bets in the column. Oh, yeah. Everyone makes fun of me. I I bet my picks are. And they'll probably be bad the rest of the year. But all I know is I went 3-0 in week one. Anyway, that column is up Friday morning, as always. On the ringer dot com, check it out. Coming up, Richard Jefferson from the Cleveland Cavaliers. But first, Pearl Jam NBA champ Richard Jefferson. Yes. 2016 champ.
1: Yeah, yes 2017 almost champ. Almost champ. I've been almost champ a lot of times. But you won one though. I want Now it doesn't matter. Does not matter because as long as you can say champ, that's all that matters.
0: Last year was an interesting year for you because you became a little bit of a <laughs> off the court celebrity with your podcast with Channing Frye. Yeah, I don't. What made I, you want to do that? I was. I've never heard the story of you guys are just on the back of the bus. Like, how does that happen?
1: <laughs> uh you know what, LeBron is a big camaraderie guy. And I've said this on many different platforms. He was a big camaraderie guy. So the team would go to dinner every other city. We'd be in dinners just hours and hours arguing about who's the best small forward of of all time. Who's the best shooting guard, uh, cracking jokes about who's made the best transition. And I was like, yo, we we really should be recording this and putting it out. And I just thought it would be funny. Uh, so Channing and I, uh, and Allie Clifton, uh, our, our, uh, Fox Sports, she's the sideline reporter. Yeah, We just decided. I was like, ah, let's just put this together and see what it would be like. We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Can you go back to the dinners? Does LeBron pay every time or like
0: 80? Who pays?
1: We all pay. We, we all pay. We, we Why split. wouldn't
0: LeBron pay every time? He's like a billionaire.
1: Yeah, but there's also a few hundred millionaires in our group too. Sure. So, like Kevin so, Love could get like yeah, one Lo- out of every six. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Love makes a lot of money. Uh, no, I, I think more of he he does take care of guys like he he take he takes care of us from the standpoint of like he he's the vet like he likes you know taking care of the rookies or you know giving guys headphones just being just being a really really good teammate that's funny you should ask about Braun, because i've heard through my uninterrupted connection that, yeah. you, that, that you have kind of a little beef with Bron and I know, maverick they, and their crew
0: yeah i don't know that you know who For some reason they like to say that. I don't really know what I did or what happened. I think I'm the only one that doesn't kiss their ass.
1: Well, I I didn't I didn't know about it. And so when I told Maverick likes to talk about it. Yeah. So when I was told that I think
0: uh, I don't kiss his ass enough, I think is the problem.
1: What do you think they do you think they want you to kiss their ass? I don't
0: know. I think Maverick's used to just people like, Oh my god, it's Maverick Carter and I'm just not wired like that.
1: Them. well yeah no I had no I, I had no idea I was kind a little bit confused yeah because uh, they were like yeah Bill's got a well, little bit of a well now they think
0: beef. I'm Katie's guy because I've done four podcasts with Katie. so now I'm KD's well, guy G- are you KD's guy I'm not anyone's guy
1: well you just did four podcasts I, with KD I've done
0: one with you am I Richard Jefferson's guy
1: uh, if we get to four I want to be Richard Jefferson's if we guy get, if we get to four podcasts you are definitely my guy <laughs> Definitely my guy. Yeah.
0: If we have four hours of things to talk about. 100%. Actually, we probably do.
1: You've played with a lot of interesting people. I, I have. Bron's been on the podcast four times. We've, I've
0: read so many nice things about LeBron. I yeah. think
1: he's the third best player of all time. Okay, that's fair. I, I you love give rooting your, against can, can him. Can you give me your one and two?
0: Yeah, well, one's Jordan. Okay. That's unassailable. Two? Two is Bill Russell, who has 11 titles. See, so. I I wrote a book about this, but... I, I don't read. If I know, but if you're going <laughs> to... If you're going to uh, judge all these guys by eras, yeah. you can't because your era would kill everybody else's era. So I, I like to judge people in the era yeah, and then figure out, all right, Bill Russell won 11 titles. So what's very, the equivalent very, of that now? Very
1: dominant in his yeah. era. Yeah. The most but dominant of any era. I think what separates LeBron, and uh, you've, how many years have you been there? Three? Three. This will be my third.
0: The consistency, the durability and just night after night after night after night of him being at a certain level. And there's only been a couple times where he's even slipped from that level for even two, three weeks. Yeah. But that it's him and Kareem just from that standpoint of like every night you know you're getting like pencil in the 27, Where, seven, where, seven.
1: where do you rate Kareem?
0: I had him third. I, I passed, I jumped LeBron over him. You know, how many finals did he row now? Seven? Seven. <laughs> that's crazy. It's an incredible that's achievement. Like, that's nuts. And and seven like pretty easily.
1: There's only there was he was down two one to Indiana. I think he had Miami. He, he had a couple game sevens with Boston and with um, he had a couple game sevens. That was the with closest. Indiana, right? 2012. Yeah.
0: I think there was one game seven against Indiana, but we all knew they were winning that one. But Boston was the closest. 2012.
1: Yeah. yeah, the big three. But for
0: the most part, I mean, part of it's the conference, I guess. But, yeah. Um, the consistency of it, the fact that he's never been injured. Yeah. The fact that he takes such a beating night after night. You you've seen like all these dudes like there, he's getting hammered.
1: Yeah. Um, what's well, well, part well, he, of the book on him. But, but he does. So a couple years, uh, a couple years ago when I first got there, uh, his back was really, really bad. And that's something that yeah. I, I don't think, you know, like, you know, he was, he had to take those couple weeks off his yeah. first year in Cleveland. I remember that. And his back was bothering him and his back was bothering him actually at the start of the year again. And, you know, again, he's got every trainer, every dog, everybody at, at his disposal, and I remember having a conversation with him, and I was like, I was like, "Bro, man, back when I was almost done, like in two thousand and." Thirteen, yeah. Like my back was just. I'm talking about. I would come off the bench, and it would take me ten minutes to get warmed up. The only problem is I'm only playing eight, so <laughs> it was it was a problem. And I was like, dude, you should really, really kind of look at biomechanics. And I know everyone's an it's an Instagram world, but if you look at all the core strengthening, all the stuff that he does now, it's you know that's part of the reason why I feel like he got. You know he's not having as many back issues Are as you he wants. Credit was. for this by no means. <laughs> I, was just, I was just saying though, I saw I saw the transition <laughs> yeah. of him really going into biomechanics and strengthening his core and doing a bunch of stuff. So he always posts those videos half naked, a lot of shirtless yeah. Instagram. A lot of from shirtless. From I, I will, you will never see a shirtless photo. Of well, him. I heard
0: Luke Walton was on, I think, six months ago. He's okay. your best friend or one of your best friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, we he, is he best friend? Is he BFF? You, you know what? We. One of my best friends. Okay, good. Like,
1: we, we grew up together.
0: So he was talking about how he say he took credit. You didn't take credit for LeBron. He took credit for you. Yeah. He said I saved Richard Jefferson's career. Beach volleyball and yoga. He yeah. Did this whole thing about. I, I heard about. He that. came here. He played. He's playing volleyball on the beach. He's doing. He's stretching out, and all of a sudden, that led to the famous, the
1: dunk in Game Seven. But but see what he didn't really talk about was, the part before that. So we. Uh, fresh out of college, I, used to, I grew up in Phoenix. He was in San Diego at Big Bill's house. So Big Bill would, you know, Richard, we'd love to come you out, have you out, hang out with our boys. And so he has three other brothers that also play Division One basketball. Yeah. So when we were like freshmen, sophomores in college, I would fly out there, hang out with his brothers. We would all work out together, play basketball, just you know, really bullshit. Till Bill would kick us out and tell me to leave and go back Get home. Out Get out of here, Richard! You're, so destroy- you're your destroying my life, and so uh, that was kind of a consistent thing. So. Every summer, I would go out and train out in San Diego. Eventually, I bought a house in San Diego. So me, Luke, all of our boys, we would train out there. We would work out together. We played the same position. So we, you know, it was, it was good competition. Next thing you know, uh, buy a house out there, and Luke just stops coming down there. Luke just stops coming down. So he just starts spending more and more time in LA. Uh, he met his wife, uh, Bree. Uh, they buy a home. So next thing I know, I'm down there in San Diego by myself with nothing to do no one to work nice out there. with. It's beautiful, but you get lazy as yeah. shit there really, really quickly. Everyone's so super happy. Super happy, mellow. mellow. So I had to move up to LA. And yes, from that standpoint, I kind of gravitated towards the volleyball and yoga life because it's really all there is to do in Hermosa Beach.
0: Well, it led to one of the great old band moments in recent basketball history. Yes. The famous dunk.
1: Yeah. Which
0: nobody could understand. I mean, it was like immediate. It's on Twitter. Oh, yeah. There's gifts after
1: and <laughs> people breaking it down. It became a meme. Well, I, I honestly, I wish that I had a Twitter so that I could have gotten a lot more followers. But yeah. But I, I, I don't. So uh, I don't have a Twitter. I don't have an Instagram. Uh, the only thing I have is really from our road tripping podcast. So
0: your career, you said it was almost over.
1: Yeah. You hit this point. You
0: know, you had a great run on the Nets. Yeah, yeah. You go to the Spurs. You're like the missing piece for them. They pay, I forget how much money, and it doesn't really work out. Then yeah. you go to the Warriors. All of a sudden, you become like a big contract. Yeah. Then they trade first-round picks to get rid of you. Yeah. And you're like in that stage of your career. And what's
1: so mean, it's like when you talk about trading first-round picks, it's really when you're talking about like – the Spurs. You're talking about the 29th pick, right? True. You're not. Listen, you're not trade. It's not. It's not the the possible number one pick that the Cavs just got from from right. um uh, well, Boston. Did
0: they trade you? What did they do? I can't Ooh. remember. The Spurs.
1: Yeah, they tried to amnesty me, but they. I think it's amnesty. Is that yeah, the word they had? They had But then, the but the amnesty, it, the the thing wasn't right. And and truth be told, I was not the best version of myself when I was there. So I have no problem. Yeah, so what happened there? I, honestly, I just. It was a new experience for me. I I think the role that I was playing there was unlike anything that I had done before in my career. Like you remember in the Jersey days, it was fast paced, right. go up and down, ISO basketball. There, it's very you know a lot of pick and rolls, and I was never a pick and roll player. So it was pick and roll with Tony Manu, and then you had the post up with Tim's and then it was like Richard, stand over here. That, stretch, stretch the floor Stretch the floor. And, and that being said, the system has worked flawlessly yeah. for many, many years. Um, I, I think part of the reason why you've seen the, the success of Kawhi is because you've seen kind of the the Tim leave, Tony getting older, Manu older. So those guys, I came in when those guys were kind of still in their primes or, or towards the end of their prime. So right. it was more about, hey, come here and help us. Uh, and, you know, I, I just... I didn't handle it great, because well, um,
0: you had had so much success. Like you were just this staple on all those nets teams. You didn't have to and, worry about minutes, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so it, it was just different, you know. And Pop is a we're only going to play you twenty eight minutes a night. Yeah, uh, it, you're not going to uh, you're not going to play. 37, 40, like I I was top five in the league in minutes for many years when I was playing with the net. So it was just a different environment and I didn't handle it great. But I will say a lot of the things that I learned there have helped me prolong my career since the time I've left there. Like what? The, the, just the way, the way you need to work out during the summer, the taking care of your body, the constant focus on your, your weight and your body fat and everything that you do, it is literally like... I hear Miami is very similar to that with, like, Pat Riley and how he stays on guys. Yeah. Because you can really, if you're not playing or if you're used to something or if you're injured and you're trying to come back, you can really kind of decondition yourself in the middle of the season and not even realize what happened. <laughs> I'm always amazed when that happens, though. Like, Marcus Smart last year was heavy by the end of the year. Yeah. It's like,
0: it's Marcus he looks like a middle linebacker. What's happening? And then you find out in the offseason, he got in shape, he's down to 219 pounds. Yeah. It's like, you guys are playing every day. How do you get out of shape? It's
1: tough because you're in this weird moment where you don't want to work too hard so that it affects the way you play, right? right. You don't want to kill yourself. But at the same point in time, you're sitting on planes. You got the chips, you got the steaks. Like you literally get on the plane and they're like, Okay, well, we got PF Changs or we got Ruth Chris. You know, and <laughs> right. so it's like for the third steak, and it's like you played 10 minutes tonight, and then you eat a steak, then you fall at, asleep at midnight, you're you eat yeah. a steak, and then the next day you go and get a good workout in. And it's like slowly but surely, and, and even I I'll say this you can have low body fat but be gaining weight, right? So like you're it's not like your body fat, you just become fat, but it's like all of a sudden you can be 225 at 8% body fat instead of being, you know, 212 at eight percent body fat, right? So it, it, it's you, you have to really watch it in management, and that's something that San Antonio used to be up on the board. You know, our last weigh in was January was you know January first. Uh, the next weigh in was January fifteenth, and you can see if you've gained weight, if you're oh, body, so fat body fat is shaming. Now, oh yeah, oh full on fat. Greg Popovich shaming. body shaming. Oh full on fat. No, not body shaming. Fat, fat shaming. Fat shaming. Yeah, it was a good time. Did you like playing for him? Ultimately, I loved it. I, I wish I, I again. I went through a lot in that in that moment yeah. in time. I was having a, a, a lot of things off the court, and, and yeah. just like anything, you're human. Uh, but I, I I really wish that um, I would have been a better version of myself in that yeah. in that moment. But. Pop is the best coach that, that outside of Lute Olsen, uh, he's the best coach that I've ever been around and wow. played for as far as caring for his players, wanting his players to succeed, uh, trying to motivate players, like going different ways. Like it could be a pat on the back, it could be a kick in the butt, but just trying to motivate you.
0: Duncan, overrated, underrated, or properly rated as an unbelievable teammate? Is, oh, it, is he even underrated?
1: 100% underrated. Because like people, not... people
0: consider him to be the best teammate of the, him and Dirk, I think.
1: They're funny. They're yeah. completely different. Yeah. Like Dirk is really, really kind of like just like outwardly funny a yeah. little bit more. And Tim's more introverted. Like the more conversation you have with Tim, uh, the more you realize he's a full on smart ass and asshole. Uh, <laughs> he was actually he, like, he came on our podcast. It was and good. Yeah. He came on our podcast and it was one of those things like you don't even realize it. Uh, but it was like, you think about it, and it's like he had done nothing, like no media, he didn't do a farewell tour, and then he shows up at his uh he shows up at his Jersey retirement. that's it, and then no one had heard from him, and so he comes on the podcast, and people I remember seeing on Twitter, and they're like, "This is not a drill. Tim Duncan actually sat down yeah. for an hour and did a podcast, and so I was you know, jealous I mean yeah. that,
0: that was like a legit media exclusive. He doesn't talk to anybody. he
1: doesn't talk to anyone, and um I, I think he would talk to you. He would. I tried. When, even at like when I was on Countdown, Running great yeah, yeah. I had an in. Yeah,
0: because the Spurs, they liked us. I knew those guys. Yeah. I, like like uh, he just he and, and it, it just I couldn't get it done because at the last second each time he was like,
1: eh, I don't yeah, want to. I
0: don't. Yeah. I think he did one. I think he only did one magazine feature. I think the entire time yeah. down the stretch there.
1: And look, he was a great teammate, and we still keep in touch and we crack a lot of jokes. Like, Tim is one of those guys that, if you want to talk about cars, if you want to talk about MMA, if you want to talk about poker, if you want to talk about hunting or gun, like, he will talk all day nonstop. Yeah. You know, you get to basketball and he's like, yeah, well, you, you know. think
0: you think Pop goes out of his way to find different types of characters to kind of throw together on a mm. roster?
1: I wouldn't say that. I I think Pop knows that not everyone can play for him. Yeah. Um I that that is, you know, something that is very, you know, it's been evident for for years. And so I I, I think Pop tries to find people that he feels can play for him. Mm. And I think that means that you're going to have one guy from here, one guy from here, one guy from there. There's not this like farm of guys that, oh, I just need gritty, hard-nosed guys. Like, no, because not all of those guys can play. You really have to find, and I think that's also why guys that stay with the Spurs and have so much success, because if Pop feels that this guy can play for me, I'm not going to just let him go for another shooter. You guys look at a guy like Matt Bonner that was there for a long, long time. It's like, yo, he's like, this guy can play for me. So sounds you know, like
0: Belichick. I mean, he's very similar. Like certain guys can make it with him, and then they stay until they're done.
1: Yeah, and and it's you know I, I remember seeing you know Lamarcus Aldridge kind of go through an up and down thing, and it is very very tough. You know, I, I was never a multi-time All-Star guy like Lamarcus right. was, but you know, I had a, a bit of success with the Nets and and just in my career. But coming there and trying to navigate the system and still be who you've always been that you've known success. It's it's very tough and not many guys have ever done it.
0: You cross paths with Kawhi, right? Was yes, he there as a rookie? Yes as a rookie. Did you see him becoming one of the best five players in the league at any point during that stretch?
1: Uh I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. But I did I did see ability I saw unique ability. Um, I think again, the the system in which he in is very very great. It, you know, yeah. I, um, uh, it, he is he's such a he's a two way player. He plays hard. You know, he knocks down shots. Like, oh, right. I remember this. I remember when so we worked out. He's went to San Diego State. So we were working out during the lockout in San Diego. So we were shooting and working out. And I remember I was like, well, what's the story? And They're like, well, they just don't know if he can shoot. And we would go into the gym, and I would see this guy shoot, and I'm like. Oh no no no, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. He's a he's a good shooter right now before getting a part of Chip England, before getting into the the system with the Spurs and the wide open shots and it, it the Spurs system helped me become a better spot-up shooter. Uh, so I was not surprised that his jump shot was far greater than what people had projected and once you can do that, everything else is easy. I'm always amazed that people just some owner
0: just hasn't given Chip England like 20 million dollars a year. Yeah cuz you think about all the money they spend on players coaches everything this this shooting coach who has transformed all these different people Yeah I would think that's worth at least as much as an all-star It is worth a lot
1: and and Chip is very very good. Now he went to Duke, and we had a little bit of a beef uh, our first year. I know it sucked. Uh, we had a little bit of a beef for our first year, and we, uh, I, you know, I, I was, I, again, I was a little frustrated in the system. I, yeah. I, I wasn't great, and like my the year coming from San, uh from Milwaukee, uh, the one year, oh, that's I, right. I, yeah, dude, I, I forgot about I, Milwaukee. A, no one cares. It it, it, Who it was, was a, on that team though. It was me, Michael Red and Bogut, but Michael Red tore his ACL and Bogut Ugh. broke his back. So it was like everything that could have been just never was. So the next year I'm gone. But that year I shot like close to 40% from three yeah. and, and made over 100 threes for the first time in my career. So I get to San Antonio and I can't shoot a shot and I'm struggling and I'm like frustrated at the system, trying to find my way. And Chip was like, hey, let me work with you. And I'm like, Chip, if you don't get the fuck away from me right now, <laughs> right? And so that summer after my first year there, he was like, okay. We had a kind of a little powwow. We we hashed it out and he started working with me and the 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 change was immediate. It was little things that like staying low and ready the entire time.
0: Like right? crouching a Like bit. crouching yeah. because
1: it's like, you know, Tony and Manu are going to dribble 19 times in a pick and roll and be like uber aggressive. So when they throw you the ball, there's not going to be a lot of time for you to go into your package. Like you have a chance to catch and shoot. Catch and drive or catch and pass, right? Yeah. And so, especially in that corner position, the Bruce Bowen position. So, so you almost
0: it, had to like strip your brain of half of the way you played basketball. A hundred percent. these are my three selections.
1: Yeah, and I had always been a rhythm player. You yeah. know, playing with Jason Kidd who would throw you the ball early and often and you would get multiple touches. That was one of those ones where you would kind of chill in a wing or chill in a corner and not really know what was going to happen. So, you know, that's something that Chip, best I've ever worked with, did for me and just again prolonging my that career that helped you with Cleveland. Yeah, helped me with clean it, Cleveland, prolonging my career in Dallas and in Utah. Both places I shot over forty percent from three, and it became kind of a benchmark, like which allowed me to play a little bit longer. Like yes, I still have athleticism that can be shown, but really my strength is is being able to consistently knock down a, a, a jumper. Let's take a break to talk about Simply Safe. I learned something shocking
0: from an FBI report recently. What's the average property loss from just one home break-in? $2,316. Crazy. One burglary over 2000 bucks. Tally up all the burglaries in this country. It's worse. That loss number is in the billions. It's almost as bad as the fact that I can't say the word burglary. 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 It's a Boston thing. The G-L and the R is tough for me. But don't be in that group. Rest easy knowing your home and family are protected with Simply Safe. A fully equipped home security system. Simply Safe, protects every door and window in your home. Motion sensors, entry sensors, a completely wireless system you can set up yourself without drilling holes in your wall. And professional alarm monitoring around the clock ready to send police for 15 bucks a day. I'm sorry, for 15 bucks a month. That's a much better price. You can be sure that your home and your things are protected. Go to simplysafecom slash BS and get a special 10% discount when you order today. Or if you want this home security system right away, guess what? Just go to your local Best Buy. You can get it there, too. You'll have your home protected by tonight. Stay safe, my friends. Use Simply Safe. And now let's go back to Richard Jefferson. Go back to Jason Kidd. Yeah. So you go into the league. Was he... They had made the Barbary for Kid Trade, right? Yes. That was the previous summer.
1: Yeah. No, no, that, that was
0: that summer. That summer, right. So our play- You're a rookie. Here's my new point guard. Yeah. And it's like one of the five best point guards. Oh, my God. Or eight. I forget where he is on the list. He should be But certainly the most unselfish. Yes. And you catch him during his Pie. two Mac Daddy years. Yeah. He he's was unbelievable He's, he's 27, two years. 27. 27.
1: Yeah. He you was know,
0: know, so good. I was so mad. I had a column, but I probably only had like
1: 15,000
0: readers. That I, I was going crazy. I, I was like- Jason Kidd's been traded twice. This is like the most important point guard we have. What is happening? And I
1: grew up in Phoenix. I remember Michael Finley being such a huge, like, big part of what Phoenix was going to do. Like, people loved him. And then they traded Jason Kidd. And, and like, I just remember being in the park and people being like, man, we got rid of Fan and Jason Kidd. And I was like, yo, do you guys understand what this kid can do? Yeah. And so, fast forward, um, I get dra- I met I actually met Channing Fry at Jason Kidd's basketball camp. Like that's how long I've oh, met. like wow. Channing was fourteen. I was seventeen. We were kind of working out, just BSing a he little was like bit of can- that. He, he, he was already like six foot nine at fourteen years old. So fast forward met me and me and um I get I had met Jason a couple of times, just being a local Arizona guy. He's a Phoenix Suns, again a Phoenix uh just a Phoenix guy. And so uh he gets traded. Uh, right after I get drafted. So Byron Scott calls me, and I'm mad as shit, right? I work out for Houston. Houston drafts me. I'm excited. I get drafted 13th by Houston. They missed the playoff. What was by that Eddie two. Griffin? Yeah, Eddie Griffin trade. So it was, but it was... They had Steve Francis, they had Katino Mobley. They didn't have a three-man really. So I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm excited. Fifteen minutes later, I get a call saying, "Uh, hey, Richard, uh, we've actually traded you to New Jersey. So Byron Scott calls me, and I had a shit workout for them. It was terrible. So he was like, "Uh, I'm pissed off. Byron's like, hey, well, we got some things that are going to make you happy And I was just like, you know, and he's like thinking to himself, I remember he telling me later, like, I can't believe I was literally trying to explain myself to a 21-year-old kid we just drafted. I was so pissed off, but I heard Jason Kidd got traded there and I was like, oh, this is about to be... It was oh, yeah. about to be epic.
0: That that trade did not work out. That Eddie Griffin trade for for uh, the Rockets. No, I it think didn't. they gave up like three first round picks.
1: Three first round picks for yeah. Me. And, I and vaguely remember this. Yeah, and I'm getting right, older, all these trades you, are starting to blend together. Well, you have a lot more gray than I was expecting. I know. I'm right? in my late 40s now.
0: What do you are want? Are you really yeah, I'm well, old. Okay, you look older.
1: If you didn't have so much gray, like you you have aged. I know. Fairly I, well. I prefer to call it white. No, well, I, I guess I guess white people would want to call it white versus just calling it gray. But I could do the Dr
0: Pepper uh, pot. The I, I can't do that. Like but the, you, the broadcasters who dye their hair that weird Dr Pepper color. Yeah, but see, like, hey, it, man.
1: Yeah, but if you if you grew out your hair, you have the most interesting man kind of like salt and pepper going. Well, if I
0: grow out my hair, it goes up though.
1: Oh, that's yeah, unfortunate. That's see, if I going. grow out my hair, it just doesn't. Wait, so, go back
0: to Jason Kidd.
1: Don't tell me what to do.
0: No, no. I'm really. I was really getting into the poll. Jason Kidd, you show up. Oh, you want? And he's like you're just, like no, he's first the couple practices. Oh, first couple you're practices. You're running the wing so and he, you're like, Oh so, my God, so what I is happening? I think he
1: was in the Olympics that year. I, I'm, I think he was in the Olympics. Not sure. Was that, what, what, year what was, that? What was oh, your draft? 2000, 2000? Oh so yeah. It was 2001. Right. So like, uh, no, no, no. What happened was he had just had twins. So he had had his twins. So he shows up to training camp like right before. And when I tell you like the first day of practice, so it was Kenyon, Kerry, uh, Jason Collins, uh, myself, Keith Van Horn, Aaron Williams. It was just a ragtag. Was a good yeah, but but at the time we were even with Jason Kidd. We were picked to finish like last in our conference or second to last. They were like, oh, the addition of Jason Kidd will help them win six more wins, but that's going to put them below. I didn't feel that way. Oh, we crushed the Eastern Conference from start to finish. Plus, he unleashed Kmart, too, which is oh, yes. another thing. Yeah. Well, every you know what it was? We had health. Kerry Kittles, they didn't know he was going to come back as healthy as he was. Keith Van Horn was injured the year before. Kenyon hurt his leg. You know, so, you know, there was health. Like, we didn't have a lot of so injuries. So, you,
0: you played my team in the O two playoffs, and we had the big comeback game where we came back from like 24 to Celtics. Paul Pierce. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. We, we know couldn't, that we couldn't
1: score. We had, like, 50 points after three quarters. We come back. But do you remember Paul? So remember Paul had 50 in, like, the second half against us in the regular season? Yeah, he... Yeah, yeah, he was... Paul. Paul, that was probably the best version of Paul before he got he to the was super old, athletic yeah, he, was, he was athletic was before he
0: got the old man game yeah in but, but the,
1: the old man game he crushed you guys years. had
0: some great high-level athlete battles though you're we, both young
1: we, we did and, and he was a guy that again being from the west coast being an LA guy but he went to Kansas and so just, you didn't like each other well no I grew up kind of watching him from the standpoint of like okay so this guy's a west coast guy he went to Kansas Jacques Vaughn's a west coast guy like and then Arizona beat them right so I'm watching yeah. Arizona versus Kansas Kansas, they beat them, Arizona, on their way to winning a national championship. So I kind of grew up watching him, and then I get there, and he just he he talks a lot of shit, especially and, with Antoine. Antoine oh, was kind of his buddy. Oh, he was definitely the battery pack. He <laughs> Antoine was the,
0: couldn't always back it up, though. <laughs> no, but he was always yeah. talking. Oh,
1: Kenyon, Kenyon shut down that Antoine conversation very, very quickly. Uh, I was
0: living in Boston back then, so I was going to those games, and Antoine was talking all the time, oh, and they
1: sucked. But it was it, but they did that year. They that were that really, year. They, really, were, they, were they
0: were really, good. really good. Well, because they fired. Patino, who that was like a so, that was like a science experiment, watching yeah. him coach multi millionaires. It, yeah. it was a disaster. Yeah. Then that team was firing up threes. They weren't very good, but it was it was a weird era for the league. The talent yeah. pool was kind of shallow.
1: Yeah. Especially, in the, especially in the in the East, and so you know, Paul and, and Antoine, they were great. They actually remember they brought in veterans, so they had Ronnie Rogers. The, I, was it yeah, was that, it Kenny? Did they have Kenny? Anderson? No, it was
0: Delkin Rogers. De- Delkin Rogers. Who yeah, they traded in. the rights to Joe Johnson for? Or Joe, they, Joe? Johnson was on the team. Yes, yes. They traded him after fifty games. That yeah, did not work. out. That did not work. Out. Yeah, yeah, that well was for not them. great.
1: Uh, the but, thing
0: I remember about that series is the fans were really chanting bad stuff at Kid because he had had that incident with his wife. Yeah. And it was, it was bad. It uncomfortable. Was
1: really, it was, it was something that if social media was what it was, it was today, terrible. it was bad. And they were throwing stuff at us. They were throwing pennies and batteries oh, it, was bad. And it was, I cannot defend the crowd at
0: all, but yeah. it made him mad, which made it worse. Yeah. And he came in the next game and he unleashed holy hell. I mean, it was one of the best game. Game four was one of the best games I've ever seen anyone I, play.
1: I'll say this until I play with LeBron. Now I play with Tim towards the end of his career, but until I play with LeBron, I've never seen a person – like you see highlights for two minutes. You might watch a game yeah. and like, oh, Jason Kidd, one assist away or had a triple-double tonight. But when you see that every single day, and especially in the playoffs where he could rest for two days or oh, had yeah. to the, the shit that this man could do on a daily basis and the way he could dominate a game nonstop without ever shooting the ball, I don't know if it'll be seen – Like, I just don't know if it'll be seen anytime soon. I'll never say never again, but even Russell averaging a triple-double and averaging 30, LeBron, what he does. But like Jay, as a guy that just didn't really score that much or just that wasn't his focal point, just dominated a game.
0: I don't know if we'll see him specifically again because whatever version of him in the mid-90s when he's going up the ladder, now he would just be shooting threes 5,000 times a game. Back then, he couldn't... He was pretty good one of the years with the Nets, one of those title years shooting threes, but was never really that good. But I think he would have come into the league as a finished product as an outside shooter.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, and
0: it would have it changed how he played. I don't know if he goes to the rack the same way.
1: Well, everyone scores now. Everyone wants yeah. a scoring point guard. Like that is, I, I, there's so many guys out there that I, I look at the Steve Nash's, the John Stockton's. Uh, John Wall is a guy that I really, really like. He's uh, he's
0: pretty, especially he's, in the
1: half court, super yeah, unselfish. Yeah, very, very unselfish. This is the hope
0: for Lonzo, yeah, though, it, right? It, it, if yeah. Lonzo can...
1: Be that Jason
0: Kidd distributor type. He's not the same athlete.
1: No, and I've I've actually had people ask me about kind of the old Nets days. Like, what did you guys do? Like, how did you guys run? Because outside of like Steve Nash, who they shot a lot of threes, we were one of the last teams that sprinted for layups right like we yeah. were, we were just no 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 you don't stop for a 3 if you're in front and there's two guys you run all the way through to the other side typically defenders will come with you it was kind of like we would call it like the hockey assist where you would run through and maybe you didn't get the ball but that extra pass allowed your teammate to get it. And we and it's crazy to say this in 01, 02, and even kind of, you know, the next few years, we were one of the last teams that specifically ran just to get layups because we had Jason Kidd. But teams now, you like Braun still veer yeah, you veer out yeah. to the three point line. And you let guys either go one on one, right? Like big horses like like Russell Westbrook or or John Wall or LeBron. You let these guys go one on- one, you know, or and if people help, then they can distribute and kick. So the game has changed, but I, I think if you have a guy like Lonzo who can push the ball and can do this, but you might not necessarily want him going one on one in for the basket. yeah, you're going to need guys to run for layups. Kid had that. He they actually had to change the charge rule for him because he was going to
0: kill somebody at some point. <laughs> yeah, people would go up and he would just his feet were so fat. I've ne- to this day I've never seen anybody be able to do that like that. He would be able to go right to the spot and just stop his body like yeah. the Matrix. Oh yeah. Oh, he was, and they had to change the rule. They had to put the circle further out so he didn't kill somebody. He
1: he was as special of a player as you you will ever see. I remember Giannis. He, he he said, Coach got after him. JK got yeah. after him about something. And it's a random story. I don't know how much truth it is. There's always no, bull- it's true. He didn't know he was he a did, point guard. He, he didn't <laughs> know himself. So, so Giannis goes, he says, Like, yo, who the, you know, the blah, blah, And again, Giannis is young. And he goes and looks at the guy's resume. It's like, Who is this? And it's like, you type in Jason Kidd, basketball player, 14 and time All Star. It's like your computer breaks because you're like, Oh, rookie of the year with Grant Hill, X amount of triple doubles, it, you know, and it's just, if you look at his resume it, it it's so impressive. And he
0: was so he was so smart that he had this whole second part of his career when he was athletically just yeah 25 30% of what he was yeah. probably I, and I, just could know where knew where to go the entire time and who to set up and yeah. what to do.
1: Yeah, well but the, but he was that that's why I'm not surprised that he's done a good job coaching because yeah. he's very similar into LeBron like LeBron but LeBron is an extrovert, like LeBron is an emotional guy outwardly and and like mentally, like he will tell you, hey, you know, this is what we should do. Or, you know, Richard, you need to get here where Jason Kidd was more of kind of like just play the game and then like, hey, Richard, we're gonna go back to that play again. Like silent assassin. Yeah, silent assassin. So, you know, but both of them, they just saw the game so far ahead of everyone else. Like I'm literally and, and again, I'm no one special, but it was like I see like me the ball in the hoop, like that—that's that, yeah. me. Like, how can I get this into there where they're they're just playing a different game?
0: So that was one of the things when people Kyrie gets traded, and this turns into the seven-week argument about is Kyrie a superstar or not? Well, he's on LeBron's team. LeBron—he was only that good because of LeBron. He only made the finals because of LeBron. LeBron did everything, all that stuff, and. I'm in. The, I'm pro Kyrie, yeah. and it, even before he got traded on my favorite team, I was always like, "What are people talking about? This guy's been in every big game possible." No, um, he, he's do just... you feel like we have seen everything we could have seen from Kyrie at this point? Because I say no.
1: Oh, I, I don't. I don't know. I that. That's the thing is, I didn't really know much of Kyrie before I got there. I knew he was special. I would see some stuff. But I was on the Western Conference for seven years, right. like, and especially when he came up. So you might get him one time a year or twice a year, you know, whatever, in his first three or four years. So I, ne- I might have played against a kid three or four times, but it was Cleveland, so their team was was terrible. Right, so you didn't really, you know, and it was like you just kind of, kind of cataloged it as like, okay, let's get this win and keep it moving. So I didn't really know much about the kid when I showed up. I knew whatever. But when you see the guy play on a daily basis, like again, he is one of those people that is skill wise and talent wise, he's special. Like, there's yeah. like, he can do things that I've never seen before from a guy that size, do it every single day consistently. Have we seen the best? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. But skill wise and talent wise, he is someone that can do things very similar to uh, a Jason kid or somebody else. Like, you know. It seems he's
0: reached that last level where the other players are like that guy, you know. There, which is maybe seven, eight, nine guys a year. Yeah, that all the players in the league are like, yeah, that's one of the guys. He does things that we can't do, or we yes. we don't. Yeah, see. yeah,
1: yeah. No, there, there's yeah. no doubt. Like when you you would see LeBron look at him and be like, God, like, yeah, really. And and again, you're looking, and I say this being in this league for 17 years, like I've watched. You know, so many guys at their prime. At the end, like I played against John Stockton. I played against Akeem Olajuwon. Like I've played against so many guys. And he does stuff with the stop and start and his ability to hit shots off the dribble with the left hand, with the right hand, the floater, this high off the glass. And they never get blocked. No, and and even if it does get blocked, it's one out of a thousand. It probably slipped out of his hand at some point in time. (laughs) But it's just, you see things in his body control and there's just so many things that he can do. And, you uh, you know, I don't, no one really knows, you know, the whole how this all came about with the trade and stuff, but... You know, well you know. the
0: case the case against him as a franchise player is he was in the cushiest spot where LeBron. It's like he didn't have the the weight of carrying a team every night offensively. He could kind of come in, go. I don't agree with this logic. I'm just telling
1: you what the logic who, is. Who, who who is giving this logic? There's a lot. There's this was the internet for all summer. Oh, now this we're was not, our we're not office. Qu- we're not quoting the internet. I'm now. talking
0: about people, real writers people like howard beck who i really respect okay there we go give me
1: a name he laid out this whole case
0: no he laid out the pros and cons and these executives that he quoted in the piece were like he's not a superstar he's not good enough to carry a team and then other people were like actually a lot of people around the calves were like he's a superstar we watched it every day he's great
1: again i i can just say this as a guy that you know i was his teammate the last few years and you know his ability to score, scoring 40 points in the finals. Right. I think a couple of times, hitting a game winning shot. The biggest biggest shot of my career he hit. It's probably uh, the
0: biggest shot anyone's made on the road in a finals game. In history. You could make a case. And you could literally you make a case. case.
1: You can make a case and given everything, who it was over, and they given, called the play
0: for him in the they, huddle, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just well were you it, on the court for I it? I was on the court for it. And so I So you knew it was going so, to Kyrie. So I was on the right corner, right? I yeah. was in I was in the right corner. And I got waved out, and I was like, "Good." I want to be nowhere near this, right? right. So, because I don't want my guy to like run to him, <laughs> and then they throw it to me, and I now you are know. you nervous at that point, or is it like nervous energy? It's nervous energy mainly because I look. You, know, you first, played a lot of yeah, games so, so, and finals so, games, yeah, so all my, kinds my of stuff. My backstory is like I lost in the national championship. We had a great, great team. We underachieved. Then I went to two straight finals right away. I was on the debacle that was the 2004 Olympics. Okay. Oh, you know, yeah, I, I I won 61 games in San Antonio and we lost in the first round. So I've I've had so many kind of heartbreaks and I wanted it so bad. So it's just like, in that moment- That's why you like, dunked
0: three feet over yeah, everybody. Yeah, I was heartbreak. like, I,
1: I wanted it so bad. So <laughs> I wouldn't say, nervous is not the right word. Yeah. I, I think it's more of just like that energy. Like when you, like, you know, when it looks Little kid has a puppy and they squeeze it so much. They're like, ah, I love it. That was kind of it's me an in that unbelievable moment. game to rewatch. Yeah, it is
0: because because My- has to come in with like five minutes left because yeah. Barnes just had checked out. Yeah, and LeBron puts the six straight points on him basically, and that crowd gets nervous. Can you feel it when the crowd gets nervous?
1: Well, I, I said this. I said this um, not too long ago. That is the only environment playing against the Cavs that the Warriors fans will ever get nervous. Right? And, and 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 vice oh, LeBron, versa. Yeah. Cavs fans, the only time so you watch Cavs have all you know, the Cleveland fans are all day long, oh, we got LeBron. You watch a game, like we go 12 and 1 and we really should have gone undefeated through yeah. our through our conference. And you watch the game and the Cavs fan are eating popcorn like, oh great dunk off the glass. Oh that. and same thing with Golden State. They're cruising. But the minute LeBron walks in that building and they see this man do these things, you're like, oh, okay, we, we've never, okay, this is, this is a little uncomfortable, and vice versa. Like the minute KD comes in there and, and, and he starts doing things, that's the first time that both sides are uncomfortable and it's only when you play against each other. So like, yeah, you feel the energy. That, that whole warrior starts going, yeah. Warriors, <laughs> come on, guy! You know that's really the way. You see it a bunch going. of
0: rich people sitting courtside, starting to look. Yeah, nervous. like
1: yo, I paid fifty grand for these <laughs> tickets. Like you know, but but they are a great team, and and to see what Kyrie and Bron and our team was able to do, you know, two years ago, um, and I, and I felt like we left a lot on the table. Not to take anything. I was going to ask: three straight finals. Yeah. Do you feel like you should have gotten two? Um. It's tough because again you have injuries the first year, right? Um, and, and Andre Godala plays great. First year was probably your best chance because they hadn't been there before, and I was not on that team. I didn't show up. This is this is so so. I showed I mean, up. I, I just said
0: Cleveland's best. Yeah, chance. I, don't, yeah, yeah. I
1: don't. Well, only include me. I'm one in one versus the Warriors. So nice. Uh, but no, I, you're right. I I think so. I remember actually texting Luke. Um, when they were down 2-1, and before I knew that I was going to get thrusted into the into the whole drama, I was like, oh, you're going to be fine. Relax. Like, Della Vadova's playing out of his mind. Like, he's not going to be able to do that for, like, five straight games. Little did I know, like, Delhi almost died yeah. like exo- of exhaustion playing so hard. And it, it was. It, you know, but that's the way it goes. Like, you don't understand. Like, for instance, the fans don't fully grasp it. We lose four one, right? We didn't play great. We really didn't play great. We didn't play. Yeah, they built an excuse with the Kyrie injury, all that stuff. No, are you talking about this last one? I'm talking about the last one. This last one. We didn't play great, but you know. We have, you know, KD hits that huge shot in game. In game, I in was going to say that series was. I went to if, three of those games. Yeah. That series was way closer. It was than a way people remember now. Like, like Kyle, who is one of the great shooters in the history of the game of basketball. Like in the history of the game, he has a good look; it doesn't drop. That's part of it.
0: Or even two minutes before, Jr. has a wide open three, and he takes the hop step to yeah. the left. Yeah. and missed it. And missed it. And but so, if that goes in, the game's over.
1: And, and and then KD hits a tough shot over LeBron on a dribble up. That's a, that's. A, but I'm saying that close in the game, and and you win the next. Game, and then it's you two, mess two. up
0: the two for one.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Like people don't understand. They're like oh, four one, they killed you. And it's like, dude, nah, it's look, literally one shot here, one shot. Then then you go two two, right? If it's two two, you go there. It's game five. I still stand there. There is zero chance. Very similar to the year before. We do not lose on our home court in a game six situation, right? Right. Now you go game seven. Anything can happen. Like that's yeah. that's how close it is. It's literally a difference between three shots playing in a game seven and losing four one. But you
0: just made the argument why trade Kyrie then? Because I. Agree. With you. I thought
1: I thought that finals was I'm not a part of that. I just work there. Yeah, but you had to be you be I, like, oh, I, I, I want to roll it back and I, run it back I, with I have, our I, dudes again. Do you understand the level of say so I have in that organization? <laughs> it is zero, right? Like I no, look, I, it, it's not cuz the case would be the Warriors they were completely healthy.
0: Durant played the best series he's ever played. Not that he's not the best player, or second best player in the league where everyone rank him, yeah. but he was awesome. Yeah, Curry was awesome. They caught a big break in Game Three when you guys didn't close it. Yeah, and if you played twenty times, maybe they win twelve or thirteen, you win seven or eight. Who knows? Yeah. But run it back now. They've had the hunger. They've won already. You guys have the the hunger back in. If you
1: didn't win, I don't know. Uh, You 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 don't know, and and we can you know part of you know your job and people in media's job is to play the hypothetical. All I know is that we lost. I'm pissed off. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Um, When did you know you're gonna lose? When did I know? Um, was there a point in game five where you were like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It, late. It was late though. Yeah. It was like, it was probably about like three or four minutes. They finally broke away because I think we were down nine at halftime, but then we cut it to five going into the fourth. And I check out. And at that point in time, it was kind of like, okay, now whoever makes the most shots, whoever makes the most plays is going to win. And that's a position that you want to be in. You don't want to be in oh, we're down 15 and we got to do something miraculous. It's like, no, as long as we don't turn the ball over, we don't make this mistake, we're going to be fine. But I think it was literally with a minute to go, two minutes to go, you start to kind of see it. And, you know, Andre Iguodala, I've known for years since he was in college, you know, Steph and Clay and all these guys, I played with them. So it was like, you know, it's tough because you're a competitor and you're pissed off. Hey, congratulations. And then you get ready for next year. I will say that the... I've said this before on this pod, the level of offensive basketball mm-hmm.
0: in that series was as high as I've seen. Yeah. I, I mean, the eighties were great too. Yeah. It was a different style of basketball. They weren't the same threes, yeah. but you had the top two guys on each team were playing as well as they could play game after game. Yeah. and It was really, really fun to watch. And, and,
1: and, and what's crazy is that you say, talk about the offensive level, but there are Defenders out there. Yeah, there are defenders. Like defend- some like, of the best defenders in yeah, the league. Yeah, some of the best defenders. You got. Yeah. you have a Draymond Green. Uh, you you have LeBron going toe to toe with KD. Like you have defenders out there. Klay Thompson, very very underrated defender. He was great like, in that season Yeah yeah, very very good. Very clutch. Like he, whenever we made a mistake, he 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 hit the shot. See, right? I'm
0: starting to wonder if uh, I, I, offense just seems like it's seventy to seventy five percent of how to win a title now. It, it, where it's it's it, that, changing. I always felt like if you protected the rim, you won, and now I feel like if you score the most points, you win. Which obviously that's the rule, but, but I don't know how to beat the Warriors other than just shooting better than they did. But, I don't know but, if you
1: stop them. You you you, you can stop anyone. Uh, truth be told, but offense obviously has. But you to think advance. now with all the different rule changes and the way everyone well, rule, shoot rule is threes. The rules the rule changes have screwed defenses. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing with the NFL. And we've talked about it. It was like there was a time where only one quarterback has ever thrown for 4,000 yards. Now, if you don't have a quarterback right. to throw for 4,000 it's yards, embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. There's the only way to come back from 28 3 is if you're an offensive team. Like most of the time, you would see all oh, the Chicago Bears defense, the Ravens defense. Like you would see these defensive juggernauts, you know, the Steelers, you'd see Seattle. All we need is a, a, a game manager at quarterback right. because we're going to load up the defense and you're not going to score points. We're not going to turn the ball over. And as long as we would score, 13 points, we're going to win. That shit ain't happening that was anymore. That's kind of what the Nets were like in the early 100%. 2000s. 100 Oh, we used to joke that like- Especially no, when you got to Kemba. the Kemba. The NBA did not want us because we knew that nah. the, the, the score was going to be in the 70s or 80s. What so was, was that? The 03
0: Pistons Nets Series. Oh, there were some ghastly games in oh, that Series.
1: We, I think it was a triple overtime we played against them, um, and- it was a triple overtime, and we might have scored ninety points. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, but but that's, but that's the. I way remember it was. I went
0: to a Celtics Pistons game. It was
1: 66-64 final playoffs. Oh, wow, that what, was the final. Well, you remember the old like Jazz, um, oh, yeah. Jazz Bulls, where it was yeah. like they had like third, they had fifty points at the end of the game, and you're it's just better like,
0: now. But I do agree with you. I miss watching just old school fast breaks. Two guys in the wing get to the rim. The old three on two drill. I, I think it's not great for ratings.
1: I, I think it really is. And I think everything, understand that we're in sports and entertainment. So threes are more entertaining. Dunks are more entertaining. But the ratings
0: were, were good last year, but you also had some of the most giant stars in the world. All in the, all same, in the same teams. Yeah, yeah, all on the same team. It'd be interesting yeah. if it's a... If it's a like let's say Golden State and whoever, and it's not the same kind of star power. what you do you, see with the What, do you, is? what the, I'm saying if you no, don't make it,
1: no, what do you, Or Cleveland? No, well, how and whoever. about how about you suggest they don't make it? Make it. Don't, don't, all don't do no, 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 no. You change it up really quickly. Don't don't change that. <laughs> well, I'm rooting against you. What? what? Okay. Plus, Plus like, you traded Kyrie no, to kind of, I, read no, of my no, team. I, let's. Let, will you stop saying? Like, okay, whatever the team. Let's. I feel the, like they ran it by you. I think they said like Richard. What do you think? Should we get rid of? i really. I'm gonna be really honest. As far as I know, I could have been playing in Boston. Like I right. had, I you could had, have been a throw in. I have uh, definitely a throw in. Like a throw in We would have loved you. It probably would have been a throw in and a buyout. Like, yeah, we know you we you have we have no desire for you. So I'm just glad I still have a job. Year if you had 17. been thrown
0: in, there would have been a whole day of media stories about he was here in the two thousand two playoffs <laughs> as a baby and I, now he's back. I, I,
1: I will say this I am three and 0 versus your team in the playoffs. I know. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's convincing three and
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I think, last year was I, I think, Isaiah was hurt, so it's tough. You would have won anyway. I think I'm but, twelve and three, right? In Boston, three. yeah. Or no, just versus, oh, versus, versus the Celtics. This is now. This is. But be a I, I've never really been into the booing, throwing stuff at me. That's yeah, that 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 can affect. So who's threw? that? The Celtics crowd threw stuff. at you? Oh, they year? were throwing pennies. They they were Ugh. they were they, they behaved terribly. It was it was going back. I don't think I've ever seen a professional sports crowd like you know when they get the. Uh, 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 what is it? What did they say? Like, fuck you. Or yeah, like, it was our referee. Or, uh, they do something. And it's like, people are, uh, you know, the announcers are always having to fill up the airtime. Well, you know, the, the crowd here is a, a, little a, bit, a, a little ruckus right now. <laughs> they don't agree with the call. And you're just like, it wasn't yeah. great.
0: There was a lot of pent up frustration because the Boston sports scene had been in a swoon and people really wanted it. And a they act- s- a swoon. Yeah, they hadn't won anything for like 16 years. Oh, wait, wait. And then back
1: in the day, back in the day, you know, too. Yeah. And I think, People behave badly. Well, and they and, wanted it too bad. And even to fight the conspiracy theorists out there, I just want to let people know like, yep. the Lakers were waiting on the other end. The Lakers were waiting. So everyone was like, oh, they want, you know, when they came back from the 24 down or whatever, they're like, oh, it's going to be Celtics, Lakers, Celtics, Lakers. Yeah, the, yeah. the NBA is so Nobody so wanted big. the Nets. Nobody wanted the Nets. And we had, honestly, we had no business being there, right? Like, we. It was well, a weird time for the league, though. It was. But I'm just saying, though, you had, like, I don't know. Show me another team that will win twenty six games, not have like a number one pick. Like I was the thirteenth pick, so I was the highest pick on, on our team. Right. Have a bunch of guys that have never been in the playoffs show up with Jason Kidd or or a high level player in a trade and then go to the conference finals, right? Or I mean go to the NBA. What's well, a good
0: example of roster building though, right? Yeah. Like
1: Kmart was a number one pick in a yeah. bad
0: draft, but yeah. he was still number one pick. Yeah. J. Kidd was in the top four, but they were able to steal him. Yeah. You, they stole in a trade. Kembe they get midseason. Yeah. He used to be, I think he was the first or second pick. Yeah. And that's really how to, if you can't get a lottery pick, you got to get smart and try to grab blue chippers.
1: Yeah. You, ha- you, you know, have from to. anywhere you can. It was the last re- time Rod Thorne did anything right.
0: <laughs> 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 Hi, Rod. <laughs> Taking a break to talk about stamps.com, my old friend, convenient, easy, reliable, flexible. Those are four of my favorite words to describe stamps.com. Why wouldn't you avoid the post office? Why wouldn't you buy and print official U.S. postage with your own computer and printer? Why wouldn't you hand your packages to your own mailman right outside your home or apartment? I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. Sign up with Stamps.com. It's the U.S. Postal Service right at your fingertips. Any letter, any package, any class of mail you're in control. Stamps.com will send you a digital scale that automatically calculates exact postage and helps you decide the best class of mail right now. Use my code BS. For this special offer, a four-week trial plus postage plus a digital scale without long-term commitments, just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BS, Stamps.com, enter BS, sign up today, Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. And since we're here, don't forget to subscribe to the Ringer NFL show. You can hear Lombardi and Tate twice a week. You can hear Mays and Clark twice a week, breaking football down left and right, Ringer NFL show. Football season in full swing. Subscribe now. Back to basketball. Back to Richard Jefferson. Um, tell me about the 0-4 Dream Team quickly, because uh, that was like the nadir of of basketball before before Steve Nash and the threes was, and was, all that stuff. Awful. Changes. It was. Aw- like we were the- everybody. Nobody liked each other. No,
1: we all we all got along. But the thing is, is like we we changed the we changed the scope or not the scope, but we changed the. The way they handled USA basketball, right? So I was on the 03 team. Remember, do you remember the debacle that happened in Indiana in the world championships? So then they were like, okay, we can't have 13 superstars on the same team. Let's bring in a couple of young players. So it was myself, I think Nick Collison, Emeka Okafor. Let's bring in a couple of young guys. We'll kind of groom them like guys that we feel like could be future players and the thing. And then we'll have nine guys. So these three guys will not play, but you know, they'll be here and we feel like they can be kind of the future. So we played Argentina, right, in the world championships. All right, not in the world championships, but in the – No, 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 in the Americas, the year before. We are up by 40 against Argentina, right? The next year, right, they take nine guys off of our team. Nine guys said no. Ray Allen said no. Elm Brand said no. Carl Malone said no. Jason Kidd said no. Mike Bibby said no. Vince Carter said no. Tracy McGrady said no. And then they add all these veterans with multiple all stars and a little bit of experience. They add me, who has no USA experience. They add D Wade, who was a r- rookie or He's second a baby, year. Yeah. Carmelo, and Carmelo, Carmelo, yeah. Amari Stoudemire, Stefan Mob. like all these guys that have zero experience. And then they say, go win. And they're like, oh, they don't care. And we were murdered by the media. They're like, they don't care. They don't this and blah, blah. And it's like, no, like we just don't – like none of us have any experience in this. Well, they also – they made the mistake of not giving you guys the distributor
0: point guard guy.
1: No. What, what, it, and it was, was like we two didn't shirt have, first point We guards. didn't even really have shooters. LeBron was not LeBron now. He's a baby. Yeah, and so I, I look at it, and so now they have the USA Select team where guys will go and work out together for yeah. – f- get to know each other. Like I'm literally introducing myself for the first time – Two weeks before the Olympics, and then Larry Brown was the worst possible oh coach that we could have I've ever heard had. Bad stories. It was about the that. he was the worst possible coach. I'm not saying he's not an accomplished coach. He's not a Hall of Fame coach. He was bad but in the for the, that team. Yeah, they couldn't have picked a worse coach. And could he really not. resented the young guys. And he like resented he, the young guys, and he wanted to te- he wanted to make that Olympics about teaching the next generation how to play basketball the right way. Versus, that was part of the reason why nine guys said no is because they were like, Yeah, I don't need this shit. Right. Right. They were like, They're looking at this and it's like, Do I really want to spend my entire summer where there's going to be a lot of pressure? Right. But do I really want to spend my entire summer playing for this guy? And that's, and so, you know, no one wanted to do that. Again, I know people are going to take clips from this conversation because I just know how this goes. He's a great coach. He is a Hall of Fame. coach. He Wasn't coach. a
0: good coach that summer, though.
1: I'm not, but he was the worst possible coach yeah. that we could have had for that team. I like how you know how this goes. Oh, I do know. I know how it goes. I know how it goes. We well, I, did.
0: I, I did a KD two weeks ago. We did like a mailbag, and there was like fourteen different news stories from it. And people just grab it. Oh yeah, it yeah. KD slams Under Armour. All these things. Yeah. It's, oh, that Under, under Armour thing was traffic.
1: that Under Armour thing was amazing. Congratulations on that. I just trying to have a conversation.
0: What, what, but I but, never look at that stuff. I'm always like I I love having people come in who have been in games, who have played yeah. with different guys, getting opinions. Like you're talking about LeBron like you played with LeBron when he was was he even 19 at that 20, point?
1: 20, maybe 20. 19, maybe 19 or 20 cuz he was fresh out. I think it was his first or second year. Could you see like Oh yeah. The I, seeds at least? I, I, I could see the, I could see the defensive aspect of him, like his anticipation, the way he was chasing people around screens and he was still on yeah. he was still like kind of a pedestrian six foot seven and, and, 240 pounds he wasn't the six foot nine and a half like two whatever he is, is. that how tall you think he is now he's big he's a, like I I'm, think he's I'm six, six nine. 7 I think i'm six lies. seven i'm six seven he's a legit taller le- legit couple katie inches. lies
0: too katie's 100 percent seven feet tall and would, it's not, does the not them them that does not only person i
1: will i will ever say legitimately makes lebron look on the shorter side is when he stands next to katie yeah and lebron's two inches taller than me and they had my old ass out there trying to chase him around who's shorter than than they claim Anybody that you were surprised by? I'm surprised by how small Russell Westbrook is. You think he's like 6-2? No, 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 no. I just but even then, the way he plays, if you look at him, you would think the guy is 6-7. On TV seems on, on, yeah. on, on, like just like the, the aggression, like he the, his ability to finish over top of people, all, like people like the lane will clear when he gets when he gets his one two step going Right. and you just assume and then you see the guy. Vince was another guy. Vince is only about 6-5, right? Yeah. And that's just again a compliment to him, but yeah, you see these guys, and you're just like, "Yo, Russ is only like six four, six three and a half, six and Yeah, and I'm a, and a dude's up there dunking at the top of the square,
0: and then on the conversely, Steve Nash is like a surprising six three. Manu
1: Ginobili, Manu Ginobili is a six six, like you oh, look like at, a legit six, yeah, six, legit six six. Like you look at Manu's like, okay, that explains like your ability to do just different things. Yeah. You need. He doesn't have very long arms, but usually, like, yo, he's a six six two guard, like with handles like that's impressive like that you start to get around this league and you see guys or you spend a little bit of time with them and you're just kind of surprised that whatever their dimensions are like their height their 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 how long their arms are like Rudy Gobert I played with him oh, yeah. uh, uh, his rookie year in Utah and ah oh, longest arms him and DeAndre Jordan like, what they can do and, and, and the the kind of range of things that they can do from their size is, is impressive.
0: I did the draft when he got drafted, and he went, like, 27th, and then they traded him for cash. And we were just that. like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like, we had no idea.
1: Oh, he, he's— He's just, like, some random tall shot blocker. I'll, I'll tell you this. One of the best things about Rudy is that he believes in himself. Yeah. Right? He— yeah, he's say, got a little swagger. Yeah, he's got some swag. Yeah, like you say can feel say it. this, say this about a a, a French guy. and it yeah. maybe it's part of the French confidence that that I I, I would think see. Definitely, it's definitely, yeah, part. definitely and, you know in Tony and I would see this. It was like you would see the guy and he was going down to the D League and he was coming up. He wasn't just like a staple there, but it was like there was something about his confidence that he believed in himself. Yeah, where it was like we would try and get him to do like these little bullshit rookie things, and he would be like. All right, I'm going to do this, but only once. And you're just like, <laughs> I don't mind that. I, I don't mind that. But no, he was he was a. I'm not surprised at all after being around him for an entire year that he's as good as he a, a, as he is right now. Do you think
0: people don't real? I personally think people don't realize how good Hayward is because he was on Utah. Oh, he's really good. I I, I think I, he's a. Le, he's. A, I was always kind of down on him. It's no, really, like his ceiling, and then really, last year he won me over even before really, the Celtics. He, thing. He's, he's like he's, this guy's just.
1: Great, he's really good. He's he's very complete. He's a very complete player. His biggest problem, and and so we text every now and then, or more I text him. Uh, he's just very unselfish, right? Yeah, he, he's like too, too unselfish, way too unselfish. I like I've sent him stats on other players before, and I'm like, dude, like if you aren't an all star, it's because you're not being aggressive enough. Yeah, I don't care if you miss three shots in a row. Like, go look at the three point percentage of X amount of players, and They're just going to keep going, right? Keep going. Because especially in that Utah system where it was like when you had George Hill at your point guard or you had shooters around him, if he didn't get the shot off like two or three passes, someone else was shooting it. It wasn't like a guy where you were just going to throw the ball into the post and go. He was just a guy that just needed to be more aggressive. But as far as you try and find one hole in his game, you like there is no hole in his game. And I have a lot of respect for how hard he's worked and his approach to the game, how unselfish he is and how he plays the right way. But his lack of aggression would be the only hole he can handle. He defends his ass off. He will, you know, play the extra, the extra play, shoot. He does everything.
0: What does Kevin Love need to do to be one of the top 12 guys in the league again? Because I, I have a lot of Kevin Love stock. By people were selling it the last couple of years. I've been buying it left and right.
1: Uh, I think Kevin Kevin is in a very very tough spot because again it's different now and we'll see because the dynamic of our team has changed. But he was. Well, they're th- going to need. They're going to have to rely but, on his offense but, more. But, but he still averaged 20 and 10 like you right. can average 20 and 10 as the quote unquote you know third, third guy because he doesn't have the ball in his hands yeah. LeBron is, has the ball Kyrie has the ball and then Kevin so like those were our our horses right and everyone else had to kind of fit in around them I, I think the fact that a guy can average twenty points a game and average close to ten rebounds when you have LeBron, who's always a gonna, third option, but, yeah. but LeBron's always going to get seven rebounds. You have Tristan out there trying to eat up rebounds, who's trying to get a double double. And the fact that Kev can still go get ten rebounds a night on on our team, where you know we're winning a lot of games, like there's going to be blowouts where you're not sitting. Like it, it's a, it's a compliment to him. And I, I don't think people look at everything from like the entire scope of who he plays with that allows them to see his impact on the game. One more break to
0: talk about LegalZoom. When you run your own business, you know that time equals money, and it's not just an old saying, it's a fact. So why waste your valuable time dealing with issues that LegalZoom can help you with now? Over 2 million people have used LegalZoom to start their businesses. But LegalZoom's services don't end there. Running a business comes with taxes, contracts, hiring employees a lot of fine print. Trust me, I started a business two years ago. It is a pain in the butt. That's why LegalZoom built a network of independent attorneys that are licensed in all 50 states that can provide the advice you need to get you through the daily grind of running your business. You don't have to worry about billable hours. LegalZoom isn't a law firm. Indeed, you can count on upfront pricing. And clarity. Invest your time and money in growing your business. Let LegalZoom help out with the legal stuff. For special savings, be sure to enter promo code BS. It's my initials in the referral box at checkout. That's promo code BS for special savings only at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom.com. Back to Richard Jefferson. Is social media good or bad for MBA players? Great. It's 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 great because you got a lot of people pointing out your faults too, not you, but just anybody who plays. Oh well, it's
1: great because I'm not on it. Okay, so I only benefit. (laughs) Wonder you like it so much. I I only benefit from it because, like I said, because of the podcast. Like that was the first time I opened up an Instagram and I opened up a Twitter was because to try and socially uh, allow people to know that we were putting out podcasts. Yeah.
0: So you stumbled into that back of the van. How many have you done?
1: We've done like forty-five.
0: You and Channing. Me just and Channing. Hanging.
1: Yeah, me and Channing. That's my guy. And I like we didn't How do does it m-
0: get better this season?
1: How does it get better this season? I think because we're better at it. There's some things that we want to do and um we again, the first time we did it, we did it with a mic in a wine glass and yeah. we like four of us huddled around it and all talked. It took us about 5 episodes before I went out and bought headphones so like the sound wasn't crazy and and I think for Channing because his, both his parents passed away last year and I think this happened is something to, you know, take his mind off of things and just uh, allow him to not just be in his room all the time by himself. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why our team is, is so good uh, because we do spend so much time together. Like he was at my house when he found out about his mom passing away. And, you know, I, I think the podcast open those doors for us to kind of spend a little bit more time and so he wouldn't be alone. And I I think it'll get get better because we have new teammates. I have an unfair advantage that you don't. I'm on the plane every single day with these guys. And nobody
0: realizes how much spare time you guys have on the road. No one does. It's not like you can go out. You're just I mean, going to get bothered. Well, th- that's the thing. LeBron is that can't I, go anywhere. LeBron He's in a hotel suite he, he, or a bus. Yeah, exactly. Or but, plane. That,
1: but that was why we started it. It was like, yo, we have nothing else to do. Why not do this? So, you know, again, I'm looking forward to getting IT on. I'm looking forward to getting Jay on, Jeff Green, um, you know, and again, I don't know if they'll come on. Rose? Derek Rose. Like we, again. they like, come on. You, you well, can wear them down over time on the, on the bus. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, tra- I'm trying to figure out how I can make this like a mandatory thing. What about yeah? Maybe
0: that's a, a prize in cards.
1: A prize in cards, like yo you got to come. On Who's the, the cards up.
0: game? Who runs the cards game? Uh
1: we haven't really been playing cards that much the last few years. Uh, not since well, I've I don't like to hear that. Yeah, no, no. They they have. They'll play a little bit. They'll get a little bit in it. But I'm I'm a movie guy. Oh, yeah. More more so. so you're putting than- the headphones on. Definitely. Put the were heads you on. worried
0: that Channing was going to get traded because he was in about 450 different fake
1: trades that yeah, people he, I were making? Think, I think Channing was more worried. I think Channing was more Would worried. The pod, does the pod go away if that happens? Uh well, I, I don't know. They I, do it on the phone. I, no, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna say this. Like, I enjoy this. I, yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for you. Thank you. Um, the, the in my take, guys. Like, I want to get into broadcasting at some point in time in my career. So the fact that I, yeah, stum- I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, the fact that I stumbled on this. At this point, so who's in time, your role model? My, my man, role model, Jalen. No, I would say Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan. Oh, is you're my... thinking bigger. I like that. Yeah, Michael Strahan. Wow. Is my... now, you're I, thinking I, Good Morning America. Yeah, I, I, I. But I just think that I, I think Michael did something that has never been done. I, I think he transcended sports. I think he went on something. You know, even I, I would say the the Mike or the Kelly and Michael thing was huge. Yeah. Right. That he was able to do that, and I knew Michael from you know just casually through being in new york at the same time and i remember seeing him i'm like dude congratulations man that's so awesome because for an african-american for an athlete for a guy that to to, to be able to do those things and then not only go from the the michael and kelly because he started off in football then he went kelly and michael excuse me and then it's good morning america like you're on like the most watched morning show. There's, a, I think there's
0: more. I think he's on a game show. Yeah, but
1: he's, but, but again, I, he's but, got like seven gigs, but that's, what's so impressive about him. Yeah. And if I had to say, you know, as a basketball player growing up, I, I watched Michael Jordan and I watched, uh, Magic Johnson. Those are my favorite players. If I, in the next part of my career, if that's what I want to do, like Michael Strahan would be the guy that, you know, I, I would just be like, wow, how, how do you get to that level? Congratulations on, on what you've done.
0: So how many more years do you play then?
1: Uh, I know you get that question a lot. Yeah, I do because I've retired. I actually thought you were going to retire yeah, last year. I should have. No, 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 I'm kidding.
0: you got one more. If,
1: I, they I'm, need you. I'm going to play this year. I'm going to play this year. And then my so goal. So how many years is that then? 2017. This, this is my 17th season.
0: is impressive. I, I, I have no like for idea. A, for a wing guy, usually yeah. it's only centers at that point. I, after and centers like and point guards can yeah. squeak it
1: out. Uh, I would want to play one more year and then I will 100% probably retire after that.
0: And then you settle here and try to do TV, trying to try all that try, kind of try stuff. Try and
1: do something, man. I, I would wouldn't mind keeping the podcast going, uh, yeah, uh, and, and doing that. I, I was I was given some advice that I should start writing uh, by somebody uh, at ESPN. They were like, "You should start writing, right?" I again, I, I and and, and I more say, I'm more just <laughs> saying, I'm more, I'm more asking this because this is your forte. Like that is what you do. Uh, I think you're in a good spot. What, 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 do you, you know what's the, funny? Like, give tw- me some advice. So,
0: like twelve years ago, I became obsessed by Jalen, ironically. Yeah. And I was watching. I just thought he was really funny. And I pitched this idea to ESPN to give Jalen a show in his in his hotel rooms. Yeah. On the road, It'd be like, we'll call it the Jalen Rose Show. We'll just we'll pull where whatever cities is in. Just pull a player from another team. Yeah. Do it like almost like Wayne's World, like those old weird. Yeah. And it just say they. They want to know part of it. What you and Channing are doing is kind of like what I always thought would work. I yeah. just want to – like uh, people like us just want to be on the road with you guys. What yeah. are you talking about? Oh, LeBron popped in? Yeah. Like I think that works. I yeah. think at least for this year you stick with that. And yeah. then after that, I mean
1: – Well, and when I say writing, it's more of just because I, I really want to learn everything I can about the trade. Like it's not just yeah. it's not just sports. Well, it's really you should this. write a
0: book if you're going to write.
1: But again, let, let's start with like... do
0: like a journal of your last year of my last road. year, yeah. Because um, you guys have so much spare time. We come on so m- from Ruth Chris at two in the morning.
1: Yeah, just write. Just a write. Stakes in your yeah, stomach. Yeah, just write a, 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 <laughs> just write a, a dissertation. Journal. Yeah, no, I, that that's actually a, a really good idea. You've
0: crossed paths with so many interesting major major stars. I mean, yeah. even right now, you're playing with LeBron. Might be his last year in Cleveland. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But his sixteenth year. Yeah. Um, seven straight finals? I it's crazy. Know. No, it's so, crazy. It's like I, I've being, been, a,
1: being an, a member of the Beatles or something. I, I've been so, so blessed to play with so many great players in my generation and, you know, the one thing that, you know, you, you always look back on your career and you're like, oh, I would have done this differently, I would have done that differently, but the one thing that I can say is that I can look at all of this and all the players, whether it's Dirk, Jason Kidd, Dikembe, Alonzo, Kenyon, um, you know, guys, you know, we'll see what Gordon and and Rudy, even the the newer guys. And just to be able to try and give all of that knowledge to the next generation coming up, I think would be fun.
0: You've also lived in a couple of the strangest NBA cities just for...
1: Yeah, yeah. For a basketball player to live. You
0: did Utah,
1: you did... Milwaukee, where would you live in New Jersey, or were you in New York City for I that? lived in the city. Come yeah, on Smart, Come smart on. Move Fine. Cleveland. People ask me all the time, what's Cleveland like? And I'm going to be really honest. One, congratulations to the Indians. The Indians are fucking on 21, fire. 21 in a row. They are. Am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so they're good for them. I do not think they have a game tonight, but good for them. And, and I can't wait to get back and support them uh, in their run for a, another World Series and, and hopefully a championship. But... It's so awesome being in Cleveland. I, I will say this: their like, fans are crazy. They're, they're, it's so awesome. Game three,
0: I, I was like, I fear for my life if no, they don't it, win this game. It
1: was it was so awesome, and, and Cleveland fans are so amazing. They've supported the podcast like no other, um, and I have so much. Like my son Phoenix was born in in Cleveland, so I have a guy that now nice. is, that is a part of the the Cleveland connection. Uh, but I, I, I love it. People are like, oh, what's Cleveland like? And I'm like, well, we have a different view because we won a championship and we're on the team. Like you when know, you're so, also
0: older and your life get is a little more settled. When you're older you end up especially if you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. You're home more often. If you were twenty-four.
1: Yeah, no, Who no, knows? That's that. No, it but might, it might have
0: been a different experience. Uh,
1: but again, if you win a championship in the town, the oh, town yeah, you're it, golden. It, you're golden. Like anywhere you go, it's awesome. That's it's fun, especially and, that town. Yeah, and they're so supportive, man. They're they're you know, my wife tries to like hide, you know, like she'll like not tell people like her last name or something, and then all of a sudden she'll take little Richard to a like jump around play date, and I'm like, oh, uh, Mrs. Jefferson, and they're like, oh, so what does your husband do? Ah, he doesn't do anything. Hey, little Richard, come here, and it's like they just put it together. there he
0: is I think you have one last year after this year You, you play for Luke Walton for one year I think that's how this ends you move out here you dabble in the TV audio
1: Luke can yell at you a couple times. You could be like his mole in the locker room. I you think know, it makes the most sense. I, I, you know, we'll see. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I, I will say Luke is such a dick. Like he, <laughs> he, he would probably just, he would just kill me. And, and just like, he might, like he would call me one week. Like, Hey Rich, we, we'd like to bring you in for a workout. And then the next, like, yeah, I think and we're going to go a different. And then not sign me. Like he would just do something like, so are, are you sure you want to come here? Or, Hey, I think, no, no, I, I, I don't know. It, it, that would be, I think to, that'd be weird. It play would with be,
0: one of your best friends or no, for I, one of your best friends
1: you know I think it would be awesome from the standpoint of uh, of this and I don't know what's going to happen but I played with T. Lou I knew Mark Jackson I yeah. like Mark Jackson I played against Mark and then you know uh, because Mark Jackson was uh, he was a commentator for the Yes Network so like he used to be on our plane and we oh, played yeah, cards yeah, and crack yeah. jokes like five years later he's like my coach I, I, look, I think Luke is a great coach. I've known the kid since I was 17 years old. I think he's a great mind. I think he cares about the game. He's been around it. He was never in the NBA because of his you know, physical ability or right. his approach to things. No, he stayed around for 10 years because he loved the game. He thought the game. He played it the right way. He was a great teammate. I think he's got all the tools to be a great coach. So from that standpoint, I think it would be a really, really cool cap if you got to experience something like that, but maybe at
0: age forty-four when you retire, yeah, yeah, like seven I, but years I, from yeah. Now.
1: But I, I don't know if it would be as fun for Luke.
0: I was uh, two thousand three ESPN the magazine. I had a big piece about why Luke Walton's going to be a good pro.
1: Really? We're, yeah. Wait, was that was
0: it was like a seven hundred word ESPN the magazine column? Like oh. Hey, everybody, Luke Walton's gonna be good and he's gonna be in the NBA for a while. And he was and he, he was, was good. And he was. And, and that's he the He's too smart not to have a career. And, and one
1: of the things that people all, oh, you were a bum. It's like you don't understand how good you have to be just to be just a to starter, suck, Just a yeah. suck in the NBA. Like yeah. how good, like Brian Scalabrini, like you know, I play with him, we got drafted together, and he had he, his famous game with you against yeah, the Pistons. Against the Pistons. The, was it triple or quadruple? Triple. Yeah, triple. So people foul out, he steps in and hits like five threes. And so yeah. But it was like, people understand, it's like he might not have ever played in 82 games because he got so many DMPs. But the fact that he played for 10 years in this league, won a championship, and I think he went to multiple NBA finals or conference finals, because I think he went with Chicago. And it's like, you don't understand. If you got the put, ring in 08. Yeah. If, if, if Brian Scalabrini has done so well for himself, and we look at this as a job. So it's like, oh, you were a bum. You weren't any good. It's like, do you know how hard you have to work to not be a high-level guy and to make it 10 years?
0: That's a possible path for you. Like Scow has reinvented
1: himself now in
0: Boston. Yeah. As this, he does the games. He's like, he's like the guy. Yeah. In People's champ. You could do That could be a Phoenix thing for you. I wouldn't, to, I, would, I wouldn't mind or whatever. I wouldn't mind. All right. I'm always here for advice. Oh, hey, Richard let, let's, Jefferson. So I have like four Plug more your podcasts.
1: Plug my podcast, Road Tripping Podcast. Uh, you can go download it on anything, iTunes. But yeah, let me know. Awesome.
0: This was great. Thank you. It was my you.
1: pleasure. Thanks again to Richard, thanks to
0: Seekeek, thanks to theringer.com. Don't forget my column is up for week 2. NFL picks, mailbag stuff, whole bunch of things. Thanks to Simply Safe. Do you know what the average property loss from just one home break-in is? $2,316. So much to lose, it's as important as ever to protect your home. Try it with Simply Safe Home Security. They will protect every inch of your home. No long-term contracts, 24/7 professional monitoring. Just 15 bucks a month. Go to simplysafecom slash BS. Get a special 10% discount when you order or just go right to Best Buy and buy it tonight. Get your home protected by Safe. Thanks to Stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail. Use your own computer and printer. They'll send you a digital scale, automatically calculate exact postage. You will never have to go to the post office again. Sign up for Stamps.com. Use promo code BS. For a four-week trial, plus postage, plus a digital scale with no long-term commitments, click on the microphone at the top of the Stamps.com homepage. Type in BS. And if you're not tired of hearing my voice, go download the rewatchables, the latest one, Silence of the Lambs. Are you a size 14? I bet you are. Well, you are if I'm trying to get you in my van and I'm James Gum. Silence of the Lambs, one of the classics. Chris Ryan and I broke it down for almost an hour and a half. It's on the Rewatchables feed. Listen to it. Download it. Enjoy it. Share it with your friends. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Guess the lines. Week three. Cousin's out. Coming up. See ya.